Welcome to Business Buzz with your host, Frank Hellring. Do you own a small business or does that small business own you? Are you seeking increased sales, more loyal customers, lower operation costs, and brand loyalty? If you're interested in elevating your brand and expanding your reach, then Business Buzz will put it all together for you with expert guests, resources that make sense, and your opportunity to be heard. Get ready to call in with your questions and comments at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Business Buzz is out to put the buzz back into your business. Here's your host, Frank Hellring. Hey, can you hear the buzz? Welcome. Wherever you may be, you have found Business Buzz. I'm your host, Frank Hellring, and we're coming to you live, prime time, on the Voice America Business Network channel. And Business Buzz is brought to you today by On Fire Processing, where there is no burn, just earn. Hey, if you're a small business out there today, and you got your merchant processing statement, and it looks like you need to take a course in hieroglyphics to be able to read that four-page document, you need to pick up that phone right now and dial 833-866-3473. That's 833 833- 866-3473 and you need to pick it up right now and call because if you can't read that statement, that's costing you money. On Fire is out to put and more black on your bottom line. To contact Business Buzz, you can call us at toll-free 877-3-N-O-W-B-U-Z. That's 877-3-N-O-W-B-U-Z or email us at info at businessbuzz.com. That's spelled B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S-B-U-Z-Z.com. Hey, if you want to get in contact with me personally, you need to go to our show host website, which is businessbuzz.com and hit contact me. Want to be a guest on the show or just simply get something off your chest. That's where you need to go. Well, shout out to our philanthropic charity up there in the city of Spokane, Washington. It is Chaplain Joseph Havens. How you doing, Joseph? We know you're recovering from COVID-19. Our thoughts and prayers are going out to you. But boy, you have been passing out dozens and dozens and dozens of cookies to our first responders, our men and women in blue who defend are small businesses, dare I say. But right now what we're working on is adopt a cop. You got it, adopt a cop, which is where you as a small business can adopt a police precinct. Can you imagine getting out there, shaking the hand, slapping them on the back and thanking them firsthand for defending your business. You need to get in touch with cookies, spelled exactly like it says, cookies, T-O-C-O-P-S today, .com so you can become part of the community. Hey, I'll tell you what, our newest advertiser, LeTipInternational.com, they are up. Yeah, you got it on my show host description page on Voice America. You'll see a banner ad right now of the number one B2B networking company on the planet. Shout out to Kim Marie, CEO. Thank you so much for being part of our family. And we are just so excited of bringing more and more referrals to the small business community. And nobody does it better than you. Well, the title of the show today is real simple paradigm shift. You know, I know that's an overused, overstated term in the small business community, but let me tell you something. That's exactly what's happening right now in the fashion and film industry across the board. And you know what's interesting about a paradigm shift? You can look at it from an aspect, if you're standing in place and all of a sudden you turn around and look the other way, that's a 180. 
But let me tell you, when you turn around and look the same direction that you were looking at to begin with, that's a paradigm shift. And I've got an incredible guest on with me today. Her name is Anina Nett. Anina has a background as an international top model. She has also been a family of computer engineers. Anita has emerged as an innovative fashion technologist for the last 10 years. Anita brings fashion, industry, and startups together to lead the race to connected clothing. She runs the 360 Fashion Tech Lab in China and headquarters in the United States. Developer of the 360 Fashion Tech Kits, IoT Maker Kits for the fashion industry, and Soft Circuit Textiles. Anina recently launched a line of tech-enabled fashion products for women who travel featured in Target's open house. Anina is passionate about helping women learn how to integrate electronics to create cutting-edge fashion tech products. Hey, Anina, all the way from Beijing, China, welcome to Business Buzz. Woohoo, Frank. Oh my goodness. Such an honor to be here on your show. Such an honor to add value to small businesses. That's really where my heart lies. And, you know, technology is how people can absolutely pull their businesses ahead, large and small. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on board, Anita. You know, I'll tell you something. Since COVID-19 hit, there's been a major change in the big box stores. Give you an example. I walked in to buy a pair of jeans at Nordstrom's. I had a hard time finding my size. What the heck is going on out there right now, Anina? We've got a situation out there where fashion is really being impacted by this incredible pandemic, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And to your point about a paradigm shift, I would say what's happening right now is that actually we're entering the fifth dimension, the virtual world, the metaverse of fashion, virtual and digital fashion, which I know sounds like an incredibly far-fetched topic, but it is inevitable. To coin the phrase of Robert Tursik, Fashion is getting vaporized. It is getting turned into digital assets that we can start to wear in this new online world. And there is money being left on the table by fashion brands who are not starting to expand into this new digital realm. Anita, they can't afford to leave money on the table. Not these days, okay? Let me ask you a question. You are a top fashion model, right? I mean, your face was on billboards all across the world. What really motivated you to jump into this fashion space? Well, as I as I would sit, you know, at the bus station next to myself or step off the plane and see myself or be waiting in line and, you know, stand next to somebody who would be like, is that you? It was a very surreal experience. But what I realized was that I had a megaphone in front of me and I had nothing to say. And I realized that a great opportunity had been given to me and it, with it came great responsibility that I could impact the world. And so I decided that you know, we really need more women in technology, more women designing technology so that we can have technologies that will serve our multitasking lifestyle. And that's everything from robots to clothing to new business services to wearable tech. 
um, we really do need diversity and inclusion because the more diverse thinking that you have, again, the more resilience you will have with your business because you will be able to understand the perspective of various different customers. Again, not leaving money on the table and not under, un, you know, underrepresenting potential people who would love what you're doing. You know, Anita, we have been educating small business here in America and across the world, quite frankly, about the fact that they need to really relook and rethink the way they market and communicate, and they need to get involved in the virtual world. And that's exactly what you're talking about when you're talking about digitalizing fashion. But along those lines, I'm sitting here saying to myself, you know, it's one thing to get on Amazon, take a look at a shirt, take a look at a pair of pants or a pair of shoes, and take a gamble that it's going to fit by the time it gets to your front door, right? But how is this going to help the fashion industry, especially from a monetization standpoint of view, because fashion companies need to make money. Absolutely. You know, there are platforms, obviously, like Instagram, like Snapchat. There are also games. You know, we have everything from Xbox to League of Legends to Roadblocks to um, even mobile apps with avatars that allow, you know, young persons and any persons, we even have, um, you know, places where uh, lots of gamers get online and they have an avatar. And of course, just like in real life, they want to have a cool avatar and dress a cool avatar. And that is an extension of themselves. I myself digitized myself in full bone structure in 2010 and uh, my intention was that you know I always made a joke when I was like a little shriveled prune of a 90 year old woman I would have my digital self appearing in advertising and I imagined saying like the best thing I ever did was you know digitize myself she looks good, you know, and she still makes me lots of money. So, you know, we've got lots of avatars coming out. We've got computer-generated graphics, and all of those need to be dressed, and they're going to be dressed in digital fashion. Because, come on, Frank, admit it right now. There ain't nobody here who's naked. I agree with you, Anita. You know, I'm sitting here saying to myself, you know how a photo comes across your smartphone, right? And you can't really see it really clear. And you take your thumb and your forefinger, right? And put it on the face of your phone and blow it up. Uh, I kind of get in this kind of impression, you know, when you're saying everything's going to be digitalized in fashion, people are going to be blowing up, you know, uh, whatever's being sent to them that they want to buy across their smartphone. But along these lines, you know, I've been involved kind of quasi in the fashion industry with somebody, Billy Jean Easley, you know, out of Los Angeles, Beverly Hills. I've gone to a couple of LA fashion events. That's the runway, right? That's where the models are coming down. All the fashions are being portrayed, you know, and the place is just packed, you know, wall to wall with fashion designers and also people who want to buy these fashions. Now, with the shutdown, nobody can go anywhere. How are you going to deal with that from a fashion industry if this pandemic continues? Well, again, we have to understand the infrastructure, what's being built right now. And, you know, not to get too entirely into it, but... Um, there's a paradigm shift happening because uh, blockchain technology is starting to be used in smart cities, smart homes, even, you know, in businesses to manage and clean up their data. You know, why is that? Because the blockchain, it's, uh, you know, 
it's a it's a, a ledger that exists on the internet, but it is a ledger that cannot really be changed. It can be traced, you know, and tracked. So if a change is made, that is logged and it is visible. And if you have a whole bunch of um, ledgers, you've got the Frank ledger, the Anina ledger. And imagine my ledger says that, I don't know, I purchased 24 wireless charging wallets. And then I gave 23 of them you know, on to you, and then you log 23, and then we suddenly say, but wait a minute, where did the one go that was missing, right? And that could be anything from, you know, it fell off the back of the bus to I kept it to, you know, somebody took it. There, You know, we need to ferret out what happened to it. Well, the same thing is happening with um, fashion brands and overstock of fabrics, you know? There's a bill of materials that they purchased at let's say 20,000 bolts. Then it gets on a ship and it comes over here and suddenly it turned into 15 bolts. And then when it landed, it became 10 bolts. And all of this is like a physical paper trail, right? And easy to make human error. Well, then suddenly it gets logged into the brand's database as 10 bolts and along the way you're like wait a minute and nobody notices that 10 whole bolts went missing well you know now we have whole systems of blockchain and ai that are checking this information as people are digitizing their paper you know and putting them on the internet in ledgers and suddenly the ai set flags and says hey there's 10 bolts missing well, now a human can go to the warehouse and look at the physical rack and be like, oh, my gosh, we have 20 bolts. And instead, we have it listed as 10 and 10 have been sitting there doing nothing. And now we're not even using that fabric. That's waste fabric. And there are, you know, now uh, websites that are appearing that are reselling this overstock. And now the brands can make money off of that overstock instead of losing money on warehousing, you know, fabric that they didn't even know that was missing. And now young designers, smaller fashion brands can have access to that stock, that overstock, and have amazingly beautiful fabric instead of having to go all the way back to the beginning of the food chain and manufacture more fabric. It's like we don't need more clothes. We don't need more fabric. Fashion is the third largest polluter in the world. We need to recycle, reuse, and, you know, repurpose the fashion that we have. And so with a digital fashion closet, we can have an infinite amount of fashion. We can satiate our desire for change and our turnover, but we can cut down on the number of physical clothes that we have that may not even be good quality that are going you know, daily to the incinerator and daily into landfills. So it's about people, planet, and profit. 
You know, it's interesting, Anita, you're talking about, you know, printed media in some ways, uh, the fact that newspapers right now in the United States are suffering, actually really all over the world. You used to grace the pages of fashion magazines, right? And those revenues are all down, you know, uh, in this particular vein. And now, you know, the textile industry, right, which you mentioned during your last uh, copy, I mean, is all being impacted, okay? So this digitalization really isn't just a matter of, you know, getting by. This is survival, isn't it? This is survival because, first of all, the next generation of customers who will be living on this planet are demanding sustainability. They're demanding accountability. They're demanding that we are transparent. And you will lose customers going forward as the next generation, you know, gets buying power if you are not being transparent and also um, sustainable and you're not meeting them where they're at and where they're at, they are hanging out online with their avatars. Anina, that is all solid business acumen and principles. We're going to take a quick break here. You're listening to Business Buzz with Frank Kellering live on Voice America Business Network, brought to you by now an incredible advertiser that I have. It's absolutely amazing. MillionaireMindset.life forward slash Delta Wealth. Boy, I'll tell you, it's hard getting that out of my mouth, but that's what it is. MillionaireMindset.life forward slash Delta Wealth. If you're in debt out there, they have a proprietary software package that'll get you out quicker than you can possibly imagine. Hey, I'm mixing it up with Anita from Beijing. I got a really incredible guest coming on in the second half. You don't want to touch that dial and go anywhere else because we're going to be right back with more buzz for your business. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. At LaTip, in everything we do, we believe in the importance of small business success. And we believe in helping small businesses reach their growth goals. The way we help small businesses is by building relationships, training on how to expand those relationships into closable leads, and providing technology to efficiently interact within those relationships. We just happen to run business networking meetings. Want to come to one? This is the power of LaTip. Visit LaTip.com for more information. That's L-E-T-I-P.com. Are you tired of being overcharged by your credit card processing company? Not sure what you're even being charged for? Well, at On Fire Processing, we are here to serve you and help you possibly save money and increase your business revenue, keeping you in the black. We are your one-stop shop for merchant services worldwide. Our motto is no burn, just earn. Please call us at 833, the letter U, on fire. That's 833-866-3473. We're always looking for guests, resources, and business promotion. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Do you have a resource that can help small businesses increase sales, lower costs, and amplify brand loyalty? Do you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach? If any of these sound like a fit for you, you need to partner with us. Call us at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. That's 877-366-9289. And discover how Business Buzz and Business Watch can take your message and company further. Again, give us a call at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. 877-366-9289. 
Business Watch is your outreach to feel the pulse and increase the buzz in your business community. Invite Frank to be a speaker at your next event. We can create a live promotional video with you at your next event to brand your brand. Visit businessbuzz.com. Having Frank come speak at your event can motivate your team and your customers, which means he can also motivate the growth of your business. It's time to take it to the next level. Visit businessbuzz.com and watch things grow. You're listening to Business Buzz with your host, Frank Hellring. To reach the live show, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send Frank an email at info at businessbuzz.com. That's info at B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S buzz.com. Now, back to Business Buzz. Hey, we're back. I'm your host, Frank Kelling on Business Buzz. We had an incredible first segment with Anita from Beijing, but now we're joined by Alexandria Morrow. Alexandria was born to artist hippie parents. Boy, we're going to get along great. I was a hippie in the 70s who modeled as well. She naturally started modeling and dancing as soon as she could walk. At a young age of preteen, she became a trained, experienced, established, professional, international model, actress, and dancer. She also studied yoga, transpersonal energy, healing, and many areas of healing arts. She modeled all over the map and for handfuls of fashion week stages, designer, photography, artists, been in numerous films, TV from The Avengers to Zoolander, and currently a regular role in HBO's Westworld. Her work has been published by many magazines from many recent maxims and stunning beauty magazines. Alexandria is a after actress and an arsenic model content creator. She also is a model for the Society of Artists Models. Hey, Alexandria Morrow, welcome to Business Thank Buzz. Thank you, Frank. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Really glad to have you. You know, I have been wanting to have a SAG actor or actress on this show since I started because you have oh. been hit hard by the pandemic. Have you not in your industry? Yeah, it's... it's um. It's kind of a circus right now. Um, everyone's trying to pick back up. But the first week we shut down, um, I was supposed to, we were supposed to start shooting Westworld the day the governor announced the shutdown. So um, the big productions like Westworld or big studio productions, the non-streaming ones, most of those have been shut down more or less ever since um, because they they're risking too much for the big budgets to start up and shut down again. So there's been a lot of littler productions or streaming productions trying to start up, especially once LA deemed the industry essential workers, everyone kind of went for it to start up again. But then um, some of the studios got COVID outbreaks, so they shut back down. Um, it's just, it's been quite a circus. It is very different from production to production, but for the most part, the unions have been trying to work under the CDC guidelines. Um, so as you can imagine, that's been changing day to day, week to week, but the unions have been trying to keep us safe and informed as best they can. Um, so they've really been trying to, um, keep us abrupt uh, as to the changes but there's so many changes happening right now due to technology 
that I, I think it's like too much for even them to keep up with. So I'm proud to be an actress who's jumping in head first to learn whatever I can to keep us all working and, yeah. and safe. When, when you talk about CDC guidelines, and I'm sitting, I get this imagery, you know, of, of a man and a woman doing a kissing scene in Hollywood, two masks on. It just doesn't compute, you know. Let me <laughs> let me ask you a question. It, most of your production companies obviously are shut down, right? Nothing's being done in the Hollywood space. You got the independent filmmakers out here. Now, all of a sudden, we just saw Netflix bring up Coming America 2. What the Sam Hill is going on? We named this show Paradigm Shift, digitalization of fashion and film. How do you see it happening in the Hollywood space and still staying within SAG guidelines? Oh, man, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I have a friend, Dallas, who will be calling in later, who might be able to help give us some insight on that. Um, I'm trying to learn from him and Anina and every other tech expert in the industry so I can help the others who don't know how to make this shift in the, this paradigm shift. Um, many aren't aware. Everyone's trying to figure it out. Every, a lot of people are just wanting to get back to normal, but that's not going to happen. So I, I felt like I needed to step forward and figure out what our options are when everyone realizes the normal's not really the option anymore. So um, I, don't, I don't know how it's, it's gonna play out, but right now it's very different according to each person's beliefs and thoughts um, and each production. So whoever's in charge of that production. So I know Netflix and other streaming, um, they kind of, they <laughs> went, on to doing their own productions overseas or in non-COVID um, places. I know some other bigger productions uh, cocooned and went overseas to do theirs and took the whole crew and they would just keep them in their pod, right, the whole time. Um, but those were the bigger, bigger monies, ones that had to go on. I, I was in a few TV shows and they had to test us for one day on set. They had to test us three times before you go to the fitting, before you go to set, and then after you're done on set. So it's it's been CDC <laughs> alive and well, right? Let me ask you a question, yeah. Alexandria. Are you clairvoyant? <laughs> because I got somebody in the green room. I just got bugged in my ear. We've got a Dallas out there. Hey, Dallas, how you doing? Ah. I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be here today with everybody. Hey, Thank welcome you. to Business Buzz. You must have been prompted either something by the show or Alexandra had a morning cup of coffee with you. <laughs> it, it's, it's exciting. Uh, she's my friend and she has kept in touch with me since we worked over the years in the fashion industry. And uh, to be quite frankly, uh, frank with you, last year, you know, she called me and she, it was very sad. It was a very sad time when she called me because she was suffering terribly from the impact of, of these uh, changes in the industry, in an industry that's already tough. So, you know, that's why I'm here today. I, Alice, I, so I got a note from my mover and shaker engineer out there that you are a mover and shaker, right, in the space right now in Hollywood. What are you up to, man? I'm an innovator. I have a television show called Digital Innovators. 
I've been in the blockchain space for years. I've been in the content space for over 20 years and projects in Fox Sports and Fox and networks all over the world. But what got me really interested was when I got in, involved with blockchain technology and media three and a half years ago. I saw my entire career that 1% of the people in this business make all of the decisions for Alexandria's career. 1%. They're controlling everything. And blockchain's thesis is decentralization, change and transformation to those industries in the fashion industry, in the sports industry, in the movie industry. So these movers and shakers in blockchain want to permanently transform these, these industries. And guess what? They have the money to do it. Over $1 trillion a day is traded in their community. They have the money to change Netflix policies about the 1% properties that they bring on with the elite. They have the power right now to change the fashion industry. They have a trillion dollars a day, every single day, moving in and out of their accounts. So this is a force to be reckoned with, the blockchain community. They've got the money. And their goal is to transform the entire media industry and to change it so it's more equitable, so it's fair. So uh, if you want to take, for instance, the fashion industry, We've worked in the fashion industry. Alexandria's worked in the fashion industry. Let's take a fashion show, for instance. A fashion show here in LA, this is the dismal reality. The models are paid very little, if at all, to walk on a runway. There's very little financial support. The event producers that put on these events, also, it's a very sad story. Now, COVID comes in and completely wipes out this industry. Many people have closed the doors, could never return again. Now, just like in the Renaissance, we had the dark era, and then we had the light. And I think there's light at the end of the tunnel because the technology is here right now to bring transformation. Those that are ready to grasp what's, what's about to happen is the greatest change, I believe, actually, since four or five centuries. This is bigger than the dot-com era because they have the money and they have the will to change the entire industry. So a fashion designer building in this space now doesn't necessarily have to think, and I like what, uh, what, what Anina was saying, they don't have to think about putting their clothes in the store. They're creators. Maybe what they should think about is creating digital fashion. And that's what blockchain technology can do because it can make it unique, one of a kind, can't be copied, can't be replicated, and then it can be put, brought into a system called NFTs, which stands for non-fungible tokens, where their fashion designs, if they're unique and they're artistic, and they're creative, and they're done in a great collaboration and curation process, they can be auctioned off to people all over the world. They don't need the department stores. So this is where we are right now. Alice, you know, you mentioned blockchain. You know, I'm going to help my listeners out here a little bit, you know, because everybody that thinks of blockchain is like Bitcoin, Ripple, Litecoin, Ethereum, right? That's, that's kind of the, the context that they think about blockchain. But now you're talking about blockchain actually being a monetization you know, tool for film. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yeah, well, we just did a movie last year in the middle of COVID. We shot it in the desert, our company. The whole premise of the movie was not to release it on Netflix because we know what happens as an independent producer, what happens with Netflix. They're going to pay us very, very little. They're going to take control of the property and they're never going to tell us or the actors for a long, long time if they made any money with it. They're not transparent. So blockchain, we didn't want to do a movie on a blockchain, uh, on, a, on a Netflix platform. So what we did was we went about a movie, which will be finished in about two months from now. And the movie 
premise is to release it as NFTs on the blockchain network. Pictures, images, collaborations, animations, first launched and first monetized. So we're bringing the first motion picture in history where the monetization of the movie is done in a transparent way, number one. And number two, is the monetization is not dependent on Netflix any longer. So this is a, a real revolution. I'll, I'll spin this over to the fashion industry, spin this over to other industries. Those that are, that are grasping what's going on, they can be a part of the shift in terms of what's taking place. So I know, I know somebody said to me earlier today, Billy, she saw some artwork on Ellen's show. It was a cat, a picture of the cat, and it was auctioned off for $1.3 million. People don't understand why this artwork is being auctioned off because the, I'll explain. The $1 trillion of traders and investors that are in this space, they see people that are created, creators that have been taken advantage of, and now they want to support them. This is what happened with the Rolling Stones the other day, Mick Jagger. An artist collaborated together with a foundation to put artists back to work. Mick Jagger knows all these people that make a living playing the guitar in a nightclub have been wiped out, devastated. So Mick Jagger donated his name, donated his track to this foundation. It was an animation project. And then what happened was this one of these guys that's a billionaire who supports the transformation of this industry that has been wrongly treating musicians, royalty payments and everything else has been met. A trader came along, a thinker, his name was Brock Pierce, and he came along and he bought that collection. And that money now goes to charity to help musicians go back to work. And not only that, he gets a tax rate off rate as a billionaire. So this is, this is transformation. This is what's going on. So if you want to be successful, you have to curate really good properties. Nobody's, nobody's just going to be successful in this industry not doing good work. You have to have good curations, good art, good fashion, good photography, collaborations, and you present it authentically into this community, which is $1 trillion a day flowing through it. You know, Alexandria, I'm not so sure that Dallas isn't going to bring bringing up a company, you know, Dallas Productions, you know, type of a thing, you know, with a big 10-gallon hat. That's the imagery I got right now. But let me <laughs> ask you a question, Alexandria. Do you yeah. see what he's saying as putting you back to work and bringing Absolutely. you back? Oh, my gosh. Not only me, but everybody. <laughs> like um, Everyone I know who has been struggling out of work or I know a lot of artists, uh, performers who have left L.A. and had to give up. And I was so excited when I checked in with Dallas because he's my dear, dear friend for many years. And so I've just been checking in with him throughout the pandemic. And this last check in after Anina's tech summit, where my mind was blown, um, he, I asked him if he knew what NFTs were, and he just blew my mind even more with his entire, well, everything he just told you, us all, his entire mission. He has such a heart for, for us artists, from photographers and models to the PR people to, to like everyone in the industry, he has such a heart for And so his whole mission is to like give back to us what was taken from us um, through the pandemic, but also even before, because the whole system up till now has been built a very, uh, I don't know, exclusively non-transparent, 
you know, everything opposite of what blockchain and technology is trying to do now. So I absolutely, my entire life and my mentality on everything changed after this last check-in with uh, Dallas. And now we have these missions and uh, hearts to help this artist and that artist and this model and this, and connect all of, all of the artists and performers who have been out of work um, with bigger players who want to step into the tech world. So it's a perfect, beautiful collaboration of, of uh, business and art coming together with, and, and using tech to benefit everybody in a way that we've never seen before. Yep. Collaborate <laughs> just happens to be one of my buzzwords on the show. Hey, Dallas, I got two minutes yeah. to break, but I want to ask you a question. Orson Welles in the 1950s suddenly interrupt, uh, interrupted every radio broadcast in America and gave a copy like we were being invaded in Mars. I don't know whether you remember that. I sure am dating myself right now. But let me ask you a question. What would that be worth today? Original copy in NFT. Go. Uh, you asked a great question. Somebody that uh, looked at a movie similar to that, Moses, with Charlton Heston. Now, you know, you can't even get people to watch that for free today. It's an old classic movie. But I suggested to the rights holders, listen, let's bring the, the picture of Charlton Heston and let's have an artist, a current artist today, animate this new property, this new picture, this new image and animate it iconically and let's release it as an NFT. What do you think that will sell for? I think millions of dollars. Without so resurrection of property. I have a friend who's a photographer. You guys know him. Some of you know him. But he's a fashion photographer in Hollywood. He has not worked in one year. So he's been taken advantage of by the whole industry. He goes out and shoots, and he takes his photos, and he puts them up and sells them. So this is where we are. I, I tell them, listen, take one of your old photos that you have of something iconic and let's launch it as an NFT. So that's what we're going to do. Okay, Dallas, can I interrupt you? We'll pick it up in Business Watch. Unfortunately, I got to go to a break. Hey, we're going to take a quick break here. You're listening to Business Buzz with Frank Helling live on Voice America Business Network, brought to you now by Business Group Resources. Hey, do you realize that you could be tipping the IRS out there? I don't know about you. I don't want to be tipping the IRS. Let me tell you something. You need to pick up the phone right now and call 877-857-6875. That's 877-857. 857-6875 and see if you qualify for the R&D tax credit where you can get up to three years of taxes you paid back to the IRS with 6% non-taxable interest to boot. Hey, we're going to take a quick break here right now. We are really mixing it up today on the film and fashion industry. We're going to be right back in two and two with more buzz for your business. At LaTip, in everything we do, we believe in the importance of small business success. And we believe in helping small businesses reach their growth goals. The way we help small businesses is by building relationships, training on how to expand those relationships into closable leads, and providing technology to efficiently interact within those relationships. We just happen to run business networking meetings. Want to come to one? This is the power of LaTip. Visit LaTip.com for more information. That's L-E-T-I-P dot com. 
tired of being overcharged by your credit card processing company? Not sure what you're even being charged for? Well, at On Fire Processing, we are here to serve you and help you possibly save money and increase your business revenue, keeping you in the black. We are your one-stop shop for merchant services worldwide. Our motto is no burn, just earn. Please call us at 833, the letter U, On Fire. That's 833-866-3473. We're always looking for guests, resources, and business promotion. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Do you have a resource that can help small businesses increase sales, lower costs, and amplify brand loyalty? Do you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach? If any of these sound like a fit for you, you need to partner with us. Call us at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. That's 877-366-9289. And discover how Business Buzz and Business Watch can take your message and company further. Again, give us a call at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. 877-366-9289. Business Watch is your outreach to feel the pulse and increase the buzz in your business community. Invite Frank to be a speaker at your next event. We can create a live promotional video with you at your next event to brand your brand. Visit businessbuzz.com. Having Frank come speak at your event can motivate your team and your customers, which means he can also motivate the growth of your business. It's time to take it to the next level. Visit businessbuzz.com and watch things grow. PPP, COVID-19, SBA, is there a way? It's time for Business Watch, where your voice matters. Call into the show at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or drop us an email at info at businessbuzz.com. That's info at B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S buzz.com. We know you've got something to say. Now, here's Frank Hellring, Business Watch, where your voice matters. Hey, we're back. I'm your host, Frank Kelly, now live on Business Watch. This is a segment of the show where you have the opportunity to call in and speak to us live on the air. So if you're out there today, pick up the phone and dial 866-472-5790, 866-472-5790, and you can mix it up with us today as we're talking about the paradigm shift in the fashion and the film industry. Well, I'll tell you something. Business Watch has three buzzwords. One is meet, the other is collaborate, the other one is grow. Meet's real simple. If I'm going to do business with somebody, I got to like them. I'll tell you something. I like Anita and I like Alexandra and I like Dallas. But then the next one's collaborate. And that's where we start getting into intellectual property. You know, the essence, the moxie, you know, the, the guts of really what makes up a business. And you got to find out where those fits are so they can come together. But the last one is probably the most important, especially for small business out there today. We got to find a way to grow together. We got to become mutually profitable. We got to return to profitability. Let me ask you a question, Dallas. Would you agree with those three? 100%. Well, I'll tell you what, you just turned a profit for a guy who had a photograph. Why don't you tell us about that? Sure. So this fashion photographer has been taking pictures on the red carpets for years. He probably has a sense of the value of his worth. He's thinking in his mind he's worth more. But there's limitations because the 1% that controls the photo network called Getty, 
they take your photo, they give the photographer a couple hundred bucks, and then they license it all over the world. That's what he's stuck with. That's the reality, the 1%. And we all know that Getty is the 1%. They're the billionaires, right? And they've been hoarding everything for a long time. So he's got his photo. It's an iconic photo, actually. And so now we're going to turn this into an NFT. We're going to reanimate the photo. It's of a very famous person who's now no longer on the earth, an iconic person. I'll put it this way, one of the most famous people in Hollywood. He owns the rights to the photo. He's the copyright holder. And we're going to create a collaboration. So it's not just going to be a photo that's released. It's going to be an art piece. It'll be an animation that's put together, a little short story of the history of this person as a short story, an animation, and then it'll be released as an NFT. And I believe it will be very, very successful. And now, instead of earning uh, $200 one time from Getty for that photo. He's now going to earn residuals every time somebody collects and purchases this animation piece from collectors all over the world that know this very famous person. So he's ecstatic. He's happy. He realizes his value. And a lot of what's happening in the shift right now is realizing our value. We are valuable as creators, and we've been undervalued because it's been restricted to a funnel for the 1%. Blockchain thesis is about decentralizing the system. These are centralized systems. The studio is a centralized system. Getting centralized. They do it on purpose. It's 1%. They want to let 1% through. Decentralization is about saying, no, 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 no. We're valuable. We have valuable property intellectually. And you're not going to do this to us any longer. We're going to create a global network to distribute our content that does not depend on, on, your, on your old paradigm. You know, Dallas, I'm about to jump back into my pool called Collaborate, you know. I'm not just a show here, you know, to create fans for Frank Hellring. I'm here to basically elevate brands and expand reaches of small business. But at the same point in time, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, you know, there's a heck of a collaboration move going on just on this particular program. Anita out there in Beijing, how you doing with Fashion 360? Do you see a connect with Dallas? Uh-oh. I think Beijing cut us off again. Let me jump yeah. over to Alexandria. Alexandria, how you doing? We talked a little Great. bit about in the first segment, actually a little bit of the second segment, about a connection between Hollywood and Dallas. I see a bridge between you two. Absolutely. Dallas is the ultimate innovator, and he's bringing the NFTs and the blockchain and everything in that arena into Hollywood and into fashion. And that is going to change the entire game. Um, I, I'm so excited to see what he's going to do. Um, I think he's a, a movement maker, a groundbreaker. Uh, um, and I'm, I'm so grateful that we have him in fashion and in film. And I, I have so many different um, ideas and people and artists and brands that I want to connect with him because the more he shares with us about what NFT can do and does and is, the more my mind goes, oh, this person, this person, this person, like just a whole list of people who, small businesses, um, performers, artists who absolutely deserve this and is just going to completely change the whole game and make it back to what Anita said, more inclusive, more diverse, more abundant, more equal, equally abundant for everyone involved. Something that Dallas told me about the NFTs that I, I keep going back to that's so monumental is that the entire team of each NFT, 
gets recognized, published, and makes residuals. So that's completely different from the old system in fashion and film where, the, again, the top 1% or the productions would get the biggest massive amounts and then it trickles, trickle, trickle, trickles down right. smaller and smaller. Well, th th this whole NFT concept is all about everyone who was involved in the collaboration and creation of that particular NFT gets credit, respect, pay, residual, and recognition and protection for their art forever. Outstanding. So it's, yeah. I think it's, we just, like I think we just, I think we just broke through the Great Wall of China and got Anina back uh, oh, into the Wi Fi world. How you doing, Anina? Hey, thank you so much. Good. I wanted what? to make some comments here about this whole nft modeling and um you know change in the fashion industry is uh you know now you have something like tfp trade for publication right you do a shoot in a group and then nobody gets paid maybe it's a young designer uh, that doesn't have a lot of funds for example um you know and uh and they need this support from the industry but if you were to then NFT that work, uh, thanks to smart contracts, you could set it up so that then when that designer is starting to sell their products, right, uh, they can start paying the team out the back end, for example, or every time that, um, you know, a product is sold, there's a, a digital asset that tracks that. Uh, and then again, the smart contracts, smart contracts mean that uh, these databases talk to each other and say, yes, did you purchase this? Yes, I purchased this. Okay, then these rules are going to be followed. We will exchange this money and distribute it in that way. And that all happens automatically. So that sort of removes the difficulty of, you know, how do we all eat? How do we all get paid? Instead, you know, it solves a lot of problems. Um, another problem is photographers and makeup artists and people don't get credited on photo shoots when they shoot often with celebrities, primarily because maybe the celebrities don't even know who's on their photo shoot and their names. But again, if that digital asset is set in the cloud to um, a traceable, trackable amount of information, everywhere that photo goes, um, those names and the people associated with it will get credit for it. And so they can prove, verify that they did do this work. And I think that is really important in the industry when you're building your portfolio, uh, when you're growing as a small brand, you know, that way it's all transparent and we can share the wealth as we've been talking about. Yeah, not a redistribution of wealth, right, Anina? Okay, listen, you know, it's it's absolutely amazing, this copy that's going on. We got a live call in out there right now. Kat, are you out there? I am. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to Business Watch. You're on live with Frank Hellring and my incredible esteemed guest here today. You have a question or a comment? I have both, and I want to thank you for one, for um, breaking through the Great Wall of China and getting Anina back. And, um, so, um, yeah, no, I, um, I met Nina, um, through her, um, web. She has, you know, um, she did a webinar 
about a month ago and I met her through that and it was one of the most amazing experiences. You know, sometimes webinars are kind of like, you know, school, like you're just like bored and, you know, I didn't honestly know how I was going to take it. At first I was like, oh God, it's going to be long. I'm going to be bored. Nope. It was amazing. I learned so much. I met friends. I laughed. It was so educational that um, yesterday when I was invited again and I found out that she was doing it again um, on April 30th, I ended up sending out 50 invitations. That was just yesterday, um, and I'm still not done. And so some of my friends, they were even asking the same thing. You know, they're like, the one? nope. And I was like, you have no idea. It's It's so different than, you know, other, you know, people's webinars. And I first became intrigued with her because I watched um, a video about Nina. And I know that, you know, she's talking about her wallets and stuff. I became intrigued with her when I first saw the ring that she has. She has a ring as well that, you know, if you press on it, you know, um, you know, it can send out messages to people. And I'm, I'm enthralled with half the stuff that she's doing. And I couldn't even believe I was, I was a little starstruck, to be honest with you. But, um, you know, I just even, you know, um, listening in on this radio station, listening to her talk, she's just very educational. And I learned so much from her. And as a new business, you know, owner and the CEO of Riverdance Productions, so I'm just growing, you know, myself. Well, Dad, I've got to move towards the end of the show. We really thank you for calling in live on Business Watch. Hey, we got about two minutes to go on the show. And Nina, do me a favor, take 30 seconds and tell people why they need to get in touch with you. Well, I created the Digital Fashion Online Summit to come together and educate the small business owners on technologies that they can be using right now to expand their profit and also to take advantage of this paradigm shift that's happening. Uh, They can go to digitalfashion.360fashion.net and we're going to have a um, online networking event and it really is different because we use high technology with artificial intelligence for example to match people up so that they can meet other relevant businesses and they can meet face to face on video and they can talk in round tables it's no more this hierarchy of like there is the speaker and we are the audience and it's a one-way conversation. Instead, it's a round table and everybody is there to learn and to share information. And that's really in the spirit of what is happening on this planet that uh, so many people are experts in their niche and we need to be sharing information so that we can build the future together. Yeah, very good. So, Dallas, yeah, please join us. Yeah, you bet. Dallas, real quick, tell us how you can get contact, how we can get in contact with you. I got about a minute to go. Okay, sure thing. Um, we admire and respect and revere curators. Curators are those that put together these wonderful projects of art, whether it's music, fashion, digital art, animation, painters. So we revere those. Those that find themselves to aspire or currently see them their identity as a curator, we want to connect with. We want to collaborate with them. They how, have do, how do they do that, Dallas, real quick? Shoot us an email at press at mesntv.com. That's press at mesntv.com. 
and uh, we'll hear about your ideas, your projects, and we'll we'll team up together. Thank you very much. We gotta go, guys. I'm sorry. Hey. Anina, Alexandria, and Dallas, thanks so much for being on Business Buzz and Business Watch. You've been a total joy today. Thank you for tuning in to Business Buzz today. If you would like to be a guest or you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach, you can reach us at toll-free, 877-3-N-O-W-B-U-Z, or get in touch with us on the show host webpage at businessbuzz.com. Hey, you don't want to miss my next week's show. We're going to go into the senior market. California Senior Guide CEO, Bill Abbott. He's a doctor of chiropractor out there, and we're going to be talking about the law largest economic market in the United States, if not the world, and what we can learn about what's going on with COVID-19 and how it's been affected. Because let me tell you something, seven out of 10 small business owners are seniors. The buzz factor of your business is what we seek to increase. Tune in next week as we bring more guests and resources to make your business buzz. Thanks for tuning in Business Watch and Business Buzz with Frank Hellring. We'll be back next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We hope to have you join us again next time for some more terrific ways to revitalize your small business.